Welcome to the Emotional Fortitude Podcast. How to build the emotional fortitude to win in life and in business. No fluff, just real-world results. I'm your host, Itamar Marani, ex-Israeli Special Forces, former undercover agent, jiu-jitsu black belt, and mindset expert. A quick note before we get started today. So this episode is a follow-up to the episode we released a month ago about how to have tough conversations and assert your boundaries. The reason we split them up and didn't do them one after the other was because of the holidays, and we wanted to put out an episode that was specifically practical for the holiday time. So if you haven't listened to the previous episode that we released a month ago about how to have tough conversations and assert your boundaries, please do this first, and then this episode will make a lot more sense. Aside from that, enjoy the pod. Welcome to today's episode, guys. Today is going to be a follow-up of the previous episode we did around boundaries and tough conversations, because after we recorded the pod, some people reached out to me. I'm assuming some people also reached out to you. People had questions. And I also actually had some insights myself. I ran the Legion, which is the ongoing support program of the arena, through a workshop about the relationship stuff and the frameworks. And from that workshop, I also realized that I think I missed the one biggest thing in all this framework. So what we're going to do today is first bring that up, what I actually think is the most crucial thing that without it, all this stuff doesn't work. And then I want to dive deeper into the conversation. What Emil, you brought up about the smoking incident. Somebody asked to smoke because I explained why I did that to my wife after she listened to the podcast. And she was like, how you think is very, very different than anyone else anymore. You're weird at this. <laughs> so I figured I should bring it up because it could be a value because I think it's an interesting perspective and it's why I'm comfortable setting boundaries in a lot of places where I see other people struggle with it. So on that note, thank you for joining me, Emil. How you doing? Thank you for having me. This is a hugely important topic and I don't think it can be spoken about enough. Um, there's this concept of if you know and don't do, then you don't know. And even though people will listen to the first podcast, they still won't implement this, right? This is, you know, one of those uh, taking hard actions in the moment and most people will continue to take the easy actions. So any information about this is going to be beneficial, any more context, any more examples. So this, this is a hugely, hugely valuable podcast in that regard. Awesome. All right. So what we did in the last podcast, we gave you guys a framework, do one, two, three, four, five, so on, and you'll be able to have a really great conversation. And when I was talking to my guys in the Legion, I was workshopping through this with them. And then I was like, wait, but all of this is irrelevant if we're not clear on the intention of why we're trying to have this conversation. And I think setting that intention at the beginning, without that, it's all irrelevant. That whole law of inversion, if you can't clarify at the beginning of the conversation with the other person, hey, I want to have a productive conversation because I want us to have a better working relationship. I want you to succeed as an employee or to my spouse because I love you and I want us to be able to enjoy each other. And that's why I think... We should have this conversation, but I want to do it in a productive way. If you don't set that tone and that intention from the start, like you're missing it because they're going to get defensive. They're going to think you're criticizing them. But if you set ahead of time the intention of saying, hey, I want to do this because I see a better positive future for both of us. If we do this, they can get on board. All of a sudden, instead of you guys arguing against each other, you're together as a team trying to figure something out that will be better for both of you. You recruit then, them, basically. You recruit. Sorry, I just wanted to add that you recruit them with you in order to figure out a problem by stating that instead of you trying to go against them. By you saying, hey, we're both in this together. I want things in workplace. I want things to be better. I want us to have a better work relationship. I want you to succeed more. You're recruiting them. 
And all of a sudden, they're with you together and how we can figure out this problem. It's not that I have a problem with you. And the same thing with love life. It's like if you can tell your partner, I love you, and I want us to figure this out so we can have a better relationship. Again, you're recruiting them. And all of a sudden, you guys are together on the same team, and that's why you can really have a productive conversation. And you know, let's go back and do this a little bit. But I think you want to say something. Yeah. So you, you mentioned it's about tone and intention. And it's about setting the culture in that relationship for this to be the norm. Um, mm. it, communicating it is important, but then following that up with, with actions and showing that it's true and being consistent in how that, how that happens. So when you communicate a boundary, you make it about the boundary, you make it about mutual, um, lifting rather than a personal thing, an ego thing. And if you do that consistently, then it becomes this mutually beneficial relationship, especially for, um, you know, love life, close friends, partners, especially for work relationships. Um, I am intrigued how you approach this for one-off interactions, like we discussed about the smoking, but I just wanted to kind of raise that because setting the intention with, Hey, I think we should, this, this is for both of our benefits saying it once is a part of this and important, it then needs to be followed up by action. It then needs to be followed up with consistency. So honestly, I agree with you, but I think they're two different things. Having the tough, you're, you're talking about boundaries right now. I'm talking about how to have the tough conversation first to figure out what needs to be done and so on and so on. I think as far as that recruiting the other person to recognize that we're trying to figure out something together. Now we're trying to assign blame yeah. or shame or guilt. Like it's perfectly fine to assign, to, to assign fault, but not from a place of shaming or guilt. Saying this is the reason why this is happening. This is the fault in the, in the system, the mechanism, whatever you yeah. want to call it, but recruiting them together. There's no like, okay, I'm, I want to help you find this fault so you can be better. If it's in a work scenario and you have an employee, him understanding, I'm trying to take care of you so you can be a better employee so you can succeed more. And like, so let's together figure out why this isn't working so you can be a better version of yourself that you want to be. It creates a whole different dynamic. It, for sure. However, just saying that, first off, it's not a tough conversation to say, hey, we're both on the same side. Let's crush this together. This is a very, everyone wants to be on the same side, right? Uh, yeah. Yes and the, no. It, I think, context, if yeah. you say it just before you tell someone that they fucked up, all right, they may not believe you. They will take it hard. It's an ego thing. But if you can, go on, go on. I think most people struggle to do that because again, what we talked about in the previous episode, they already have something pent up. Yeah. The, what we're saying right now, this is the logical thing to do. Get someone on your team. But again, because a lot of people don't give themselves permission, they end up having a blowout or they're just yeah. not aware that this is how I should be approaching it. Instead of saying, Hey, David, I have a problem with you doing this, this, and this. Like, hey, David. So you're a great employee. We know this is your targets. This is where you want to get to in the company in the business, whatever it may be. So, I see this as a gap that together we got to figure out so you can get to the next level. Yeah. By just by doing that and setting that intention, all of a sudden David's a partner. He's not yeah. someone you're having a tough conversation against. He's yeah. someone you're figuring out a problem with, figuring out a solution. I, I agree. I just, this takes repetition. Like just saying that the first time when you have this conversation doesn't make it true they still will take it personally. But after you've done it a number of times and they can feel and see that this action is aligned with those words, 
then it will become a thing. Then it will become a relationship. Then it will become um, much easier to have these tough conversations, to have these boundaries. It's interesting. I, from my experience, so a uh, context, my experience is the the most amount of people I've employed underneath me, they were all, when I was working for the billionaire, they were all ex basically Navy SEALs or special forces guys. So they did have, they did have an ability to take feedback, but it would take literally one conversation with somebody like that. And it was done. So there is that context, honestly, when you, when I think about it, but yeah, it's, it's just about setting the tone, but also living up to that, not just talking that talk, but walking yeah. that walk. It's actions and words. And, and in, you know, my context would be say in a, in an emergency room speaking to, um, you know, one of the nurses or colleague doctors, any conversation of, of criticism would be taken personally as default. And you would have to have a relationship and reputation for being um, fair and working in partnership and not always being a dick for that yeah. to actually have the the intention that you want. Say, hey, you know, because th there's plenty of people out there who are like, hey, this is a team. You're shit at what you do. And yeah. and they, they say one thing, but behave in yeah. a totally different way. Everyone has the intention. You know, they've read the right books. They're like, oh, yeah, we're, t we're a team. We need to do this together. But then they don't actually communicate in that way they don't actually have that intent that it's it's interesting it's it's beyond that intent it's that integrity i didn't even think about that so it's, it's of course you're going to have that integrity but it's, it's a great point you bring up some people got to recognize that um i do want to say one more thing here that i think is a bit of a shortcut to this in a way because basically what you're saying right now is if I tell somebody this, they want to ask, well, in the future, are you actually going to live by this or not? And something that I've found to work really, really well in my wife and I's relationship when we have this is that we schedule a time to have a conversation. And before we have that conversation, we also schedule a time to go on a date night right afterwards. So what we recognize is what we're trying to do here is for the betterment of a relationship that we really love and appreciate. And having that not just be like, okay, we're going to have a fight. And then we're going to be angry, but let's have a conversation and then let's go appreciate each other and enjoy each other and go have a date night. It sets a very different tone to the whole conversation. Just knowing ahead of time, again, that we're not trying to fight here. We're trying to figure something out because we want to keep enjoying each other more and more. And the same thing, I wonder if you could do the same thing in a business. I haven't done that yet, but I can absolutely see yeah. people doing reviews with people before a big company event, and then all going and bonding and enjoying together. I do think yeah. that's an option. I agree. I agree. And, you know, a, a very easy example in a company would be after giving that feedback, then immediately afterwards behaving normally again, not, you know, like being grumpy and stamping around. Or, or I'll say this, even so let's call this, there's a place of balance. There's a center point where that employee was before you gave him criticism. Like let's say his happiness level or whatever it may be. Now you gave him a little bit of criticism. He's probably veered off a little bit. So if you can do something to correct that by going out for a company dinner afterwards, and I, that could be very, very positive. You know what I mean? And it's very simple. But you can't go for a company dinner every time you give someone feedback, you know? You can't. You can't, but sometimes when you have to have a tough conversation, even you just having a chat with them after you're done. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, how's life? Five minutes. How's life? Exactly. All of a sudden, he has a little bit of connection. He doesn't feel that yeah, he's yeah. just been talked down to. Exactly. That could make a world of a difference. And, and even in the example of the relationship, you know, the first time that you do that, you have a difficult conversation with a date afterwards, the date's going to be tough because there's going to be maybe inertia, resentment, whatever, but it's a skill like anything else. And it may take 
a number of goes before you can switch from, oh, that was a tough conversation, I feel like shit, to, and now we can have a date. So that just, for people listening, be aware of that. Same with the conversations. You have to have the conversation. Someone's going to feel like shit. We expect that. It's normal. It's human. Then you can kind of go back to behaving normally afterwards or even positively if possible. They still may not respond. They may still close down. But over time, they will get a feel that this is how it works and that you don't mean anything bad to them. You just want them to improve and rise together. I'll say this. I'm not in full agreement with you. I think you can absolutely mitigate the effect of how bad people feel after these conversations by clarifying the intent. Again, it might not go down to zero, but by clarifying the intent that we're trying to do this together and you don't need to get defensive because I'm not trying to attack you. I'm just trying to help you improve a behavior that you're doing, whatever it may be. It's doable. And and I'll be honest, Emil, this could be a thing that maybe you haven't had success with in the past, but it doesn't mean that it's not doable. I've seen this done many, many times. And that creating that intent and recruiting somebody to have a conversation with you and how you can help both both of you can help him or her or whatever it may be. It it makes a monumental difference. And a lot of the the after effects you're talking about, they might not be there. And again, I do recognize that I've mostly worked with people that are, are a certain level of certain, also accustomed to receiving feedback, but I've also done this with other people as well. So I agree with you 100% that it is beyond possible. Um, but you are, you know, a certain level of individual who has communicated with a certain level of individuals. Even when you're not communicating with Navy SEALs, you still have your skills, which That's means you're expert yeah, level. Yeah. This. Now we're talking to... A, a large number of people who potentially yeah, aren't interacting with high levels. So, so just to say, oh, if I put it in a certain way, they won't get defensive. Like, yep. I mean, they no, will. Right. They will. So let, let's uh, let's settle on this. First off, recognize that it is a possibility to not have a breach of resentment, but also 100%. accept and expect that it's going to be a path to get to that level of skill. Would that be fair? Boom. Perfect. Awesome. Okay. So that's the first point I wanted to make. The second point I wanted to make was about the guy that was smoking. So if you could just please share that story again, just for anybody who hasn't listened to the previous episode or it was a week ago or whatever it may be. Yeah. So we were uh, attending an event. We were having dinner outside and a gentleman next to us asked, Hey guys, do you mind if I smoke in a very much, um, I'm going to smoke kind of way, but just asking because, you know, polite in air quotes. Yeah. Um, and not, he wasn't being malicious or anything. It was just, this is, he's always, no one's ever denied him. That's what it felt like. Yeah. And myself and, uh, the, the other guy sitting next to me, Ben won't mind if I mention him. Um, we're like, yeah, yeah, fine. As in, we didn't like it. We didn't want it, but we were, we just, we just fell to the, you know, the power of his words. He was just like, Hey, do you mind? We're like, oh yeah, of course. No worries. And then Itamar was like, Hey, no, actually I'd rather you didn't something like that. I can't remember your exact words. Yeah. And it was fine. The guy was like, yeah, okay. No worries. I mean, I don't know how he felt inside, but it was, it was very interesting. It was very powerful. And, and yeah, that was, that was the, the, the story. Yeah. So you told that story in the podcast the other week and I was like, this is weird. Cause I don't really felt like I started a boundary there. And my wife also mentioned that to me and I was like, it wasn't me asserting a boundary. That dude was being a dick. Like, excuse my language, but he's just being rude. He, he, like, what he, do you mean? He, he, Here, and here's, here's where this might get interesting. This is what I mean by that. So 
this is my viewpoint on the world. How you said, it wasn't malicious. It wasn't this, but he kind of knew that he could kind of get away with it. My viewpoint, he was rude. He knew what he was trying to do at the expense of others. He was just hoping no one would call him out on it. He wanted to stay eating with everybody. He had his desires. He wanted to stay and eat. He didn't want to get up. And he wanted to do everything he wanted to do while smoking at other people's expense. And he was just hoping, hey, if I say, does anybody mind? And I say, it's a, not contentiously, but just with a little bit of oomph, no one will say no to me. If he had a genuine desire to make sure that everyone around him is comfortable, first off, he might have not done it anyway, because like I don't need to check in. If we're having dinner, I don't need to ask the table, hey, would it be rude if I check my message from my wife for a second? Because I know that's not rude, but he knew, and he knew he needed to ask. And he also he could have asked it in a completely different way. If you really want to be sincere and non-confrontation, you could have asked, hey, general question, do you guys like or dislike when somebody smokes when you're eating dinner? Just curious. And then yeah. you and Ben, for example, would have felt completely comfortable saying, yeah, we might. We don't like it. Yeah, They'd yeah. be like, oh, okay, because I was going to smoke. So you know what? I'm going to go that way. I'm going to go to the side that I'm going to smoke. Yeah, you're right. But he didn't choose to do that. He was being rude. And that's why I was like, I have no problem telling you go away and go smoke somewhere else because you're trying to be a dick. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I agree. Um, I don't, I mean, I, I, I think being a dick is a step too far. I think he was just. Well, him getting, also, I recognize his, his vibe. Yeah, yeah, it was the vibe. Yeah. He was flexing. He was flexing and being like, this is what I want. And I'm yeah. just going to, you know, flex a little bit with ego. And that should work. It's always worked yeah. in the past. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I see that as being rude and being a dick because he was just hoping that he could inconvenience other people because yeah. no one would stand up to him. Yeah. And that's Agreed. why I didn't feel any which way about asserting that boundary. It wasn't me about asserting boundaries. Like, no, dude, don't play those games here. It's like, I see what you're doing. And I don't accept <laughs> it. Go smoke somewhere else. That's what it was. <laughs> but, I didn't but, feel that it was any difficult for me to assert a boundary. It was just basically yeah. standing up saying, no, yeah. don't be a dick. It's not okay. These are my friends here. You're being a dick, go be a dick somewhere else. And again, excuse my language on this podcast, but that was yeah. what I felt. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. And you're right. You were being an equal and opposite dick to, to him. And it wasn't being a dick. It was just meeting him where he was to say, and you were perfectly polite. Like his question was polite in air quotes. Like, hey guys, do you mind if I smoke? Awesome, polite on the surface. Yours was also polite. It's like, hey, I'd rather you didn't. Thanks. Just you know? no. It was no. <laughs> please don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it was polite. No, please don't. Yeah. It's still polite, right? Yeah. But it was. But it I, had the same exertion of. But again, like I'll be honest, I don't feel like you said right now. You were also being a dick at the same level. I don't feel that I was. I don't feel that I was being rude. I don't. Just yeah. because he was doing something rude and I didn't accept it doesn't mean that I'm being rude. No, no, you're right. But you, you, you equaled and opposited his, his force. Yes. Yeah. But again, th th there's a big difference in him yeah, yeah. being rude using force and me using force is called for good, whatever yeah, yeah. you want to say. And that's a big meta lesson that I wanted to talk about a lot. That I feel there's when people are testing your boundaries, not from a positive place, but just because they want to do their own thing, you speaking up isn't bad. Yeah. And I see this, especially culturally, a lot of, it's a shame. A lot of women are taught that as well. Be a good girl, just do this. And I see it a lot with the one-on-one -on -one women I used to work with. You asserting a boundary because somebody is trying to overstep is not you being bad. 
It's not you causing confrontation. You're not the one that's causing the confrontation. Yeah. They have caused the confrontation. You standing up for yourself is perfectly valid. And that's such a big thing. I want to say this both in the podcast, both for everyone and anyone, but especially for women and guys, if you have daughters, this is something you got to teach people because society, it works a bit differently these days. But the, just because someone encroaches on your boundaries, you standing up for yourself does not make you a bad person. And a lot of times people purposely try to encroach on people's boundaries because they hope they can get away with it. And that's what he was trying to do. Yeah, He was just hoping he could get away with it. He was hoping I, he could have what he wants at the expense yeah. of other people and he could get away with it. And that's why I felt that me telling him, no, I'd rather you not go smoke over there. It was not me being rude in any which way. That was just me saying, we're not going to tolerate your bad behavior. And I don't have to flinch about this. Yeah. I feel like you're about to, <laughs> to burst out laughing. No, 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 no. Just the, the, the bad behavior comment made me chuckle, but I agree. I agree. Um, and then yeah. when I had the experience, I don't know, three weeks ago now, four weeks ago, where someone next to me having brunch in, in Lisbon said, um, I can't remember the words he used, but regardless, I was like, I'd rather you didn't. And it felt amazing. And also I was sitting there awkward one meter away from this guy for the next hour, but that was on me. And that was the first rep, right? And it'll only get easier from there. Um, so, yeah. I think it could also make it easier for you to recognize that you are not doing anything wrong by denying him this. Yeah. The, intellectually that, knowing that, that, intellectually knowing that is different from. It is, but I think most people don't even intellectually know yeah, that. They don't agreed. recognize that. And if it's first you intellectually understand, cognitively understand, then you emotionally embody. That's the process. So first though, you have yeah. to cognitively understand and intellectually get it. I mean, the... The, the context is slightly different in that this guy was the, the first guy in your example was, yeah. you know, a colleague, clear. friend. Well, he was at an event okay, and, and he was on our table. Whereas this other guy was on a separate table to me and he had a legal right to smoke. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's an interesting yeah. one because he, the, the, the rights are in his, like it's yeah. not bad behavior for him to smoke. I mean, it's a disgusting it's habit. Not, it's but... not honestly, he, and this is, could be a different example. And he could have been actually very polite and considerate. I yeah. don't know that situation, but yeah. this was obviously, there was no ashtrays on the table. For example, we were sitting. No one was yeah, 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 yeah. It was very clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That's an interesting distinction. But yeah, this guy was polite and I felt very good saying no because I didn't want him to smoke. I mean, the tables were, you know, yeah. four inches apart. It was bullshit, but um, yeah, it was great. Yeah. And again, that kind of situation, it's absolutely possible to tell him, Hey, I'd appreciate it if you don't. And then when you leave say, I just want to say, thank you for not smoking. I really appreciate it. Yeah. That's, that's really nice. Return the sure. courtesy, you know? Yeah. That's real nice. Yeah. Okay. So this was a bit of a quicker pod because I wanted to talk about these two things. So I'm going to, again, summarize it from my perspective. First, if you set out that intention before you have a tough conversation, and instead of you having an argument against someone or talking against someone, you can recruit them. And together you can figure out how both of you can have a better future. The whole dynamic changes. That's one. And number two, if people test your boundaries and you stick up for them, it does not mean that you're being rude or that you're being a bad person. It's important to recognize that. Give yourself permission. If someone is trying to test your boundaries and you say no, 
you didn't do anything wrong here. You weren't combative. And it's interesting, even your first reaction, you really evolved with this. You said you were kind of being a dick as well, Edema. But I don't think that's true. I think it's how a lot of times how we feel it is, but it's not what's actually true. You standing up for yourself is perfectly fine. Yeah. Just to clarify that, it wasn't that you were being a dick. It was that, and, and this is the point which may help other people, is if you perceive someone as being a dick and, and asking, can they smoke, then you have permission to equal that, even though it's not being a dick, but giving yourself permission may give you the freedom. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I feel like he was being a dick and I was being assertive. That was the difference. Exactly, but yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, do you have any last notes before we wrap this one up? Man? No, I, I think that this is a very productive and good conversation. Um, again, that first point you make, it's a culture thing over time. So you'll, you'll build that relationship over time and it will, it will improve. Yeah. And I like what you said there as well, that it's both the person conducting the relationship that's a skill he's going to improve and also the person, the other person there. So you have two factors, your skill set, the person you're talking with skill set, you combine those, you can set your expectations accordingly. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you very much guys. And we will see you on the next episode. Thanks guys. Thank you for listening to the Emotional Fortitude Podcast. Please tell a friend if you enjoyed it and found value in it. Three last things before you go, though. If you feel like someone else with your exact skill set and abilities could be accomplishing more than you currently are, that's a mindset and emotional access issue. And here are three ways I'd love to help you conquer any internal limitations, go big, and win. One, three quick ideas Tuesday newsletter. It's a weekly email with three quick ideas around one aspect of elite performance and how to approach it differently to get better and faster results. People say it's the most thought-provoking and impactful two minutes they spend in their inbox each week. It's easy to sign up to and easy to cancel, and you can sign up at edamomryan.com slash three ideas. Two is the Emotional Fortitude Micro Course. It will help you build the emotional fortitude and conflict tackle any goal. It's the complete, nothing held back, emotional fortitude system in five simple parts. It's all under five minutes each module. See it, use it, and win. And it's completely free at edamarmorani.com slash course. And number three, lastly, if you want to dive in and aggressively level up, the Arena Mindset Accelerator might be for you. It's a six-week intense sprint for entrepreneurs who are up for a dramatic transformation. It's an interactive live program where you'll be working with me in a very hands-on way to get clarity on what you want, build an effective mindset to optimize for your goals, and establish elite emotional fortitude that would allow you to overcome any fear or doubt that could get in your way. You can learn more at itamarmorani.com slash accelerator. You can find all of these links in the show notes below or go to itamarmorani.com and have a look around. Until next time, who dares wins.